Hello and welcome back to Black Cop Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for the fourth episode of House of the Dragon, King of the Narrow Sea, written by Ira Parker, directed by Claire Kellner. I give this episode a 9.7 out of 10. I really love the juxtaposition between Rhaenyra and Alysanne. They have been doing such a great job of developing these women and the different strifes that they're going through and you can see it from both sides while also exploring more of the politics as well as Damon doing what he does best I think Viserys summed it up perfectly Rhaenyra and Damon are from the blood of the dragon they recognize something in each other and it's both that chaos and restlessness in their world that is driving them to make very chaotic decisions that continue to affect the world in which they are in both to varying degrees and what they're doing so much better than they have in the books is adding dimensions it's not quite so black and white it's much more gray and they definitely demonize Damon and Rhaenyra quite a bit without giving any spoilers that's what I mean though when I say I am book spoiled I cannot judge these characters based on what I already know about them and where I know their trajectories are going so I'm trying to stay within the context of the show and judge their actions accordingly based on the information that's being funneled down and not based on the facts that are rattling around in my brain so i like that there is a little bit more massaging to these characters because they were very much set up in a way depending on who the who the maester was because i believe mushroom was far more far more lenient than the other guy but it is accounts of people hundreds of years i believe after the events that have happened these events that are being told about the dance of the dragons are written hundreds of years later and written in the perspective of retrospect and thus the stories can get contorted or we only have so much insight into what was actually going on behind just the rumors and the the uh the marker of events that were probably told afterwards about the events that happened before we jump into it wherever you're listening to this podcast apple stitcher podbean spotify anywhere else good podcasts can be found go down to the rating section drop some stars leave a review my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe and if you want to send feedback for house of the dragon or any other shows that i do blackercouch at gmail.com so the storyline pretty much played out in king's landing but initially we see renera on tour a tour she's been on for a few months now where suitors are lining up to offer her marriage proposals this is considered courting and I have to agree with Renera, it's not. This episode did a really great job of playing with the idea that whatever you think that your blessing is, it may feel like a curse and whatever your curse is may feel like a blessing depending on who you are. And they did a really good job of juxtaposing that between Renera and Alisane, two women the exact same age, two very different paths, two very different personalities as well. And you see that they're both in a very unhappy place, but one definitely far more with far less agency than the other. In regards to my feedback last week, because I had some off-line uh, conversations, me, Shy, and Mimi, mostly Shy, Mimi co-signing, <laughs> about how 
Renera's behavior shouldn't be excused that she's spoiled I'm pretty sure I did state that she was I don't disagree with the she's spoiled but I do think that the parents do have to take accountability if you spoil child don't be don't be shocked that they grow up spoiled if you allow a certain type of behavior versus you could tell Sir Otto raised Alisane to be an obedient daughter and that's exactly what she is so much obedience that she she very much doesn't have a persona outside of that other than trying to do her best to make everyone happy while dealing with her own black feelings black emotions whatever the case she's she's dealing with her lot in life and she's not throwing her hands up and complaining about it as much and that could seem like well she's mature so she's doing that and thus it feels what Nera's doing as uh something that is uh less tasteful because look at what she's going through but i while understanding why people feel that way and understanding that base emotion that i don't as stated disagree with i do think that renera like there's nothing to say that you can't push back against that because that was many women's lives until they actually actively did push back against that because just because it is the way doesn't mean it it should be so and to say that she should stay in her place no matter what i understand the stakes and i truly agree with that thought process on the other hand i can't fault her for not wanting to for wanting a happy life that's on her own term with her agency even if she is still naively and bratishly spoiled and privileged that she doesn't fully even embrace that idea of a normal life because many people normally live in is waking up to shit in their face so she earned she yearns for something that is an idea of versus the reality of and they both can exist at the same time so that's how i'm looking at these characters that they do have flawed traits but they do have some empathizing features at least for me we notice that she is at this uh at this what do you want to call i don't want to call it a courtship because it's not at this presentation she's fiddling with damon's necklace this was a a a precursor to events that unfolded and it also speaks a lot about renera's head here she is all these men lined up out the way out the door vying for her hand and in the back of her mind the ideal type of man is her uncle damon that's the that's the mare she is holding up these men against and that adds a a different dimension to the events that occur afterwards i'm glad there are some things we'll discuss in the books section book spoiler section a little bit later because i can't really speak on it without spoiling the book but these events definitely take place different that's what i do appreciate about the show i think i said that already but i have to give it even more credit is that they are definitely presenting damon and renera in a more colorful light but particularly damon as not this outright villainous character because the things that have been accounted to him thus far we have not seen in the show and so this whole seduction as it were <laughs> seemed filled by several different factors not completely filled by a lust although it's in there but also b complete manipulation of renera renera stepped into this shit uh with both her feet <laughs> rolled around in it and i was happy that her father very much didn't try to pretend like he don't know his damn daughter i am a god you dull creature that's gonna come into play as we hear a conversation a little bit later with viserys in the garden about why 
there may be these unfavorable ideas about Damon and where they stem from from the uh proceeding I should say is it proceeding no it's uh I don't know what after seating is. <laughs> I know that's not a word <laughs> but you, you get the gist of what I'm trying to say afterwards that's that's all I got that's all I got uh one of the guys is over there talking but apparently he needed a glass of water because he was parched and she says how long ago did you know my great-grandmother well it was a centuries ago exactly i am disgusted on one hand i understand her absolute revulsion at the idea but yo father was about to marry a 12 year old minor so you understood that you can understand why a grandpa would show up to at least put forth his suit despite how irrational his idea of getting the favor of the queen or the princess may be and you don't need to be rude it just let him do what he's gonna do all you have to do is sit there in that cushy ass looking chair seriously is that fur is that bear what's that looking nice proper wild you notice the last name next to her was baratheon which any game of thrones fans would be familiar with i think the guy was a tully uh, that was mentioned so he is dismissed and then a child is put forth and he was such a handsome little man i come to make an announcement she did not have any time for his adorableness until she's told by baratheon actually his blood runs fucking deep in these lands so you should at least hear him out she's amused by his proposal i'm not sure why she shouldn't have been i wouldn't even have needed to dis uh disparage him in that moment i would have thought that is the most like finally something that is adorable you know that boy is not about to get your hand in marriage and once again why is this weird that a child is being presented to you and a child was not was being presented to your father and you still think he should have made that choice there's a guy on the sideline that apparently wants to make everybody laugh including the queen who took pleasure in this little boy being bullied for no reason and uh when he turns to walk away because she says look i'm i'm done with this shit it's the last one <laughs> the dude calls him a cunt or something craven and he's had enough so he draws his sword and once you draw your swords you know it's about to go down <laughs> renera tells sir Kristen cole we're done with this tour it's over i'm ending it months short i did not expect to see the conclusion of that fight but when i turned around and homeboy was standing little boy was standing over dude who was coughing up blood you shouldn't have been talking shit i'm pretty sure that's my favorite scene of the whole episode <laughs> it teaches one a very valuable lesson in life you can run your mouth but be prepared and don't be surprised when that because he drew first he's like oh you think because my i'm small that i don't know my shit you are dead 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 you are dead 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 thought you were hot guess what you're not you are dead as they're going back to king's landing prince damon on craxis flies over her boat sir Kristen is concerned about the fact that your dad's not going to be pleased that you ended this tour shortly and then the tail of craxis hits the boat and <laughs> rocks it so hard that she's knocked over and gets a half a concussion and her old tween having a crush ass sit up there smiling like he just gave her a favor actually i think that this is very telling because he could have just went by i mean he is that way like that's how i'm gonna greet you 
I feel like her getting hurt and her being okay with it also is a metaphor for something deep dark and while some people may uh romanticize the Renera Damon which they were already out there doing it to be fair and I've made my my feelings on incest known I love that even in within the context of the show it's both excused and repulsed the way in which it actually was in in all of our time dealing with incest because on one hand we're like ew that's disgusting that's pedophilia and yet in some places in the south it's totally legal Renero was being too much when she was literally walking in his shadow as he is greeted in the hall by the king who is awaiting his court for the day everyone knows that damon is showing up she's just walking in his shadow steps he uh says here's the axe of the crab feeder or some shit add it to your throne and drops it oh. he's gotten a haircut he's been crowned because he has a crown on his head king of the narrow sea after he defeated the crab feeder he's been a while he's been away for what a few years he's gotten himself a little bit of a reputation he says i know though despite me having a crown that there is only one king he bends to the knee Viserys like we're lord corliss we parted ways he went back to the drift i'm here because i want to reconcile with my brother and the brothers end up reuniting because he embraces him and he puts his head down in humility Otto over on the sideline shaking in his fucking boots it does not take long for Viserys to get drunk a state of being he seems to be quite often as most noblemen were I mean the amount of liquor because they didn't believe in drinking water they literally would drink wine even if it was watered down wine (laughs) spirits all fucking day so they were soused and he mentions that mother always favored you you know you both were very much alike in case you didn't know of this little known fact both Viserys and Damon's parents were brother and sister Jakar has married both his sisters. So the incest runs strong <laughs> in these veins. <laughs> they have been predestined to be sexually attracted to <laughs> another Targaryen. <laughs> runs through the family tree all the way, all the way up to Danny's term. Uh so this this definitely gives an insight on why Viserys is so insecure and jealous of his brother he goes out he makes something of himself he's everything that he's not he's more bookish he's a little bit of a disappointment mother didn't like to follow the rules whereas Viserys is uh, all about duty and following the rules Renera joins them Alisane is clearly uncomfortable I loved her outfit though she's looking very nice in that red and black and she tries to offer damon to go see the the new portrait gallery viserys laughs at this which is very disrespectful to his wife because she of course doesn't know damon she doesn't know very much about him uh everything that she has heard about him has been in unkind terms so all she's trying to do is be a good hostess but in the in the company of the brothers they're like oh yeah look at this shit it's basically look at what my wife's telling me to do i ain't doing that shit (laughs) come on honey let's go see a, a romantic comedy shit can you believe that she like she like makes me go see romantic comedies but no i think in in and trying to insult his brother he 
unknowingly insulted his wife and made her feel small Renera sees this and she's already not too pleased with her father who's not too pleased with her and decides that she's gonna stick up for her friend by saying well i want to see them and i think this is also her her trying to get the attention of her uncle i think this is important because something vasera says as well don't think that Renera is innocent in this shit because she's not it's her who decides to seek her uncle out and her uncle is noticing the tension not only between alisane and renera but between renera and his brother and he sees an opportunity because he's an opportunist but for the most part until the conversation is had where she actively does find him i think that there may have been a few like i said different motives at play here she does go sit by herself alison joins her sometime in the last few years they've reconciled or at least started to understand i think that was something i asked last episode like for all that you're rebelling against all of these things have you taken into account that your friend may not have had much of a choice in what happened to her by being my new stepmother then i may have really put that into perspective and it seems sometime in the last few years she has grown and can now see that because she recognizes the statement well first allison says that it must be nice to have all these men uh suit you most women don't even get the choice between two men they're told what to do so something we did discuss she's bringing up to her like you you have a benefit many people don't have but she tells her that it's not as if they're they're wanting anything to do with me i am not a person to them i am a bloodline and a connection and there's a difference between being courted and being presented for the benefit and that benefit is always going to be for the kingdom it's never going to be for me and i think that take it away from someone who has up until that point up until being considered truly heir um has been taking for granted because she's never she doesn't have to play that role if her father got her way and he got his heir she could continue playing the indulged spoiled uh i get my way every time i want my way and i get to choose my like i believe her freedom she had more of it before the tragedy of her mother passing away than she's had after that fact and now she's she is disillusioned with her cage no matter how much she realizes that it is indeed part of the game that she has to play now especially if she really wants to retain i am brought back to the first episode where she could barely be bothered to to read and then you see a few episodes later as things have changed she's outside and she's doing her own type of uh research and teaching herself trying to shore up (laughs) what she's going to need to be to be a leader but she's still very immature and she's still very (laughs) self-ish and that is something that i think is going to be part of her achilles heel it doesn't help that she hangs on the words of her uncle who is just as chaotic but is a man and thus unfortunately has far more leadway than she will ever not to mention he does not he's not bound by the same constraints she makes a comment that i don't want to be someone who's just pushing out babies all the time alisane has a very tragic look at that they ask you how you are you just have to say that you're fine when you're not really fine but you just can't get into it because they would never understand she also mentions that she doesn't have a lot of friends nowadays she's the queen not lady alisane and it goes against her very nature because she seems to be a very kind giving a subservient type of individual so she probably is used to that role of being more sociable 
she all of that is being stripped away and now it's all politics and she really just wants to be who she was prior to being the queen whereas you have a princess who's trying to be a queen in her own right but is also still wanting to be but truly not understanding what that means she finds damon in the garden they speak in their is that valerian and she wonders what he's up to he says i just want i just miss home she thinks that he has matured as he goes to the banquet table he didn't notice that she kept the necklace on and it's like an observation that you store away for later and that's exactly what i took away from that scene i think he is fully aware of the fact that renera is nursing a crush on him he's always had a favored spot like he he very much has a soft spot for his niece that it can get sexual i think that he has no problem with that is it romantic i think he sees more ambition and the what she can do for him and how that all would benefit him more so than oh i really am espounging my love for the great renera it's more like huh she's out here with these suitors i've heard about her problems she needs to get married and then he all of a sudden shows up at the time that she needs a husband he realizes oh okay i got this end this relationship that i can exploit which he does by i believe his first inclination was to go out and try to soil her reputation so that she's compromised and then forced to marry damien i think that was his plan the entire time it went further than he thought it was gonna go but he certainly took her to the brothel for the intent of compromising her not himself compromising her or her actually getting compromised later on that night by sir Kristen cole Blue face, baby. My only issue with these night scenes is I always feel they're too fucking dark. So she sneaks out of the castle because he's left her some male attire. And he meets up with her in a hood and cloak. He takes her to a body play. That's what they call them. In this play, they're all played by males, which is more uh, accurate because females were not allowed on the stage for a very, 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 very long time and it's a farcical about who is going to inherit the iron throne there is renera which many people think are feeble she's not going to be able to really be an effective ruler and this is telling this is basically reaffirming what we've already been hearing that the realm itself has no need or desire of a female queen in place of specifically a male heir in the name of Aegon. So she's tossed off the throne and Aegon is put up there. She uh, tries to scream out, blasphemy. However, Damon is really in his weird way, because it's weird, is trying to teach her something. Like, you need to understand the people. You are in your tower, you're very sheltered, you have all of this power, and you really don't know what to do with it nor do you understand what you're fully up against because he also told her that it's worse to be married off for just that as they were still talking in the garden and he talks about how he was forced into marriage like yeah if i could get rid of my bronze bitch i would but it's not that simple everyone is is pushed into marriage what happens to your mother was a tragedy all women don't die in childbirth um but there are also benefits that you're not thinking about so he's trying to educate her in a way but <laughs> as i said it's in the and the targaryen way like that's the that's the best way i can describe it right sums it up so after this she sees some food that she wants and because she is so entitled and doesn't realize that you just can't pick up food put it in your mouth she's asked to pay for it and because she has no money she runs off and damon's like don't worry i'll take care of it i don't know why you ran off silly uh <laughs> your uncle's right next to you i'm sure he has a purse uh 
but she was freaked out because she's never been addressed in such a way she ends up running into one of the castle guards who recognizes her and damon and she thinks this is all so much fun she then or he then takes her to a brothel to get her uh juices tantalized like look this is what actually can go on between a man and a woman you're seeing it from only one perspective and then he is drunk he's deep in his cups and he's watching her and he secludes her and things get physical but he also says that there are the the one thing that's great about marriage is you can fuck whoever you want he's flirting with the devil however before it goes as far as she was gonna let it go and i think that is telling right one he knows this is not right yes i want to compromise her but i still have some honor left in me and once again to the targaryens it's not so off for them to be attracted to their kinfolk she goes back to the castle doesn't even bother sneaking in her room walks right past sir Kristen cole who she's been crushing on for a very long time with lady blue balls So completely sexually charged she has sex with her bodyguard who knows that that's probably not a great idea and this can get him in a shit ton of trouble and considering that him being in this position is rare as it is uh this is this is problematic very very fucking problematic because if Viserys was ever to find out I mean you saw what he was going to do to his brother can you imagine what he would do to Sir Kristen Cole you stole my daughter's virginity daddy chill but she follows Damon's advice and takes what she wants because in a lot of ways as I stated earlier she sees Damon as both mentor uh both a little bit idolizes him all of that and then put, put yourself a young uh hormonal woman in a brothel i mean you're gonna get you're gonna get turned on my mind's telling me no but my body my body's telling me yes. this news of course gets back to otto who with inward glee takes this information to the king and says that they've been seen together servants are confirming this and now we have a scandal on our hands let's talk about alisane's night while she was out with her favorite uncle having fun out on the streets living a little life drinking some wine just being a an adolescent for the most part here we have Alisane who is watching servants very poorly tend to her husband's wounds in a bath uh, wounds that are not healing we noticed that he had two fingers missing he continues to suffer from some type of pariasis <laughs> it's not pariasis <laughs> and she has a soft touch which he appreciates she sends them all away she does her this is what she feels is her her duty we see that she has uh, some spirituality because uh while they don't introduce christianity in here religion seems to be a thing for her we saw her earlier with her with another child she's left alone to just have them cry their heads off she knows she could have called a servant but she's trying to be a mother even though she doesn't she's not had a mother to teach her there's no women around that's helping her how isolating and alone that is which is something she tells Renera, and Renera takes that for granted even though she says you know i did miss you and they do seem to be reconciled and caring for each other it is a different dynamic it's not a true friend because i'm also your stepmother i don't have to keep only your priorities and the in the forefront i have to now do what my husband says 
uh, and wants and now i as queen i have to think about the realm so imagine the burden on me after this she goes to her own bedchamber. there's no one around she takes a sip of you know she has her little sip of wine all by herself she climbs into her bed and then there's a knock on her door just as her ass was getting to sleep get your ass on that bed and prepare for the night of your life my lord wants to see you that is basically it's time to do your duty it is time to go he, he can that's exactly what a man can do knocking your door it's time to fuck it's late don't matter if i want to do it don't matter if i'm into it he wants to have sex so that's exactly exactly what she has to put up with as her husband rolls off and goes to sleep you see this bothers her because she's back to her nail her nail digging and she has to pretend like this isn't something that is put upon her she still has to smile and greet and be a loving caring person because that's her role upon hearing what her best friend stepdaughter was up to last night she confronts her in the garden and says did you and damon have sex she's like why would you accuse who would who would say such a thing she does admit that they went out she admits that they were just having a little bit of fun and then she puts all the blame on damon because she's mad that he left her with lady blue balls and did the right thing so she says i wanted to go home after the play and he he made me go to this brothel and the fact that she fell back on white fragility i'm sure definitely definitely <laughs> got some women of color up in arms because <laughs> that shit is not funny that got a lot of black people killed i know this is against her 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 uncle but she completely takes no accountability particularly for the brothel and she was all the way down for that shit went and did more than she admitted to and would have done more if damon hadn't been the voice of reason in that moment she swears on her mother's grave that nothing did happen between them and while nothing all the way happened like she could have said i swear i didn't give him my virginity she did fuck someone last night and she's being very deceptive here with alisane who wants to believe her friend because if anyone is going to repair the damage of the scandal between father and daughter it's going to be alisane and she uses her to her benefit here uh saying you know i would never you know uh she swears on her brothers and sisters she did the most putting all of the blame on damon and making it seem as if she was the innocent victim here alisane goes back and talks to viserys she's convinced that date well first damon is confronted he wakes up and masaria got him a room last night and while he isn't completely grateful <laughs> his eyes say sorry sorry i'm sorry sorry many have talked about Masaria's accent and i agree it is so god awful i don't know why she needs to speak like that it's it's terrible uh i'm glad i don't have to like Masaria in this show because i don't like Masaria in this show <laughs> i don't like Masaria in the books either but um she says that the skin trade is only going to get her so far so she's no longer a whore but she clearly informed otto what was going on and she probably told otto where they can find damon he makes his way back to the castle and the king uh, he's tossed right before the king he doesn't even think to defend himself like what did you hear what did you tell what, what's happening oh he knows that this is a scandal he knows he did a scandal he did it on purpose but it doesn't take very long for Viserys to figure out what his true aim is especially when he says she's your niece and he brings up the fact yeah our parents were brother and sister uh he says that we should wed each other just because of this 
this and we can we can build up the house of the dragon once more i'm back where i should be your daughter gets what she wants this is we'll all be a happy family which it seems desperately is what he wants more than anything else lust aside and but he also wants his his rightful place he wants his place in said family and that place needs to be a place of power and he says you already have a wife well it didn't stop the conqueror from taking a second wife you're not a fucking conqueror as his brother puts a knife to his throat like you did this to your own fucking niece you soiled her and uh he tells him you better go back to your wife and try to salvage whatever you can because i don't ever want to see you again get the fuck out my house this is when i knew that it was part of his plan to cause this type of scandal because he completely accepts what he did he's like yep i made a calculated move it did not work out in my favor and i kind of feel like a sleazeball for doing it but at the same time it was an opportunity i was going to take and he get called out for it like you don't care about this ain't even about her this is about you getting your spot back this is about you and your need for power he says it's your need for the throne and maybe his brother does have some ambitions for the throne but i don't think that means yeah i do think that means well okay he wants the throne but he wants it in a way that doesn't necessarily mean he is overthrowing his brother but if he can get it through his niece who is amendable to him and a little bit uh i stated earlier idolizing lapping up everything he be telling her yeah he sees this as a perfect opportunity and he took it and unfortunately that caused a further rift between the brothers where he's like i don't want to see you anytime anywhere there's even more bad news when the council meets because lord corliss has not shown back up to court you have he's like that lena stuff that was years ago i'm upset sir you never rectified that shit and why did you not think that the most you shunned him and in the worst possible way (laughs) you couldn't have given him a heads up you just announced it and embarrassed him in front of everybody and let otto smugly grin at him on the way out the back door and you thought he was just gonna go out there take the step stones with your brother and come back to say hello no of course he's still fucking mad so now he has decided to arrange a match between his daughter lena who should now be about 15 16 with a a high-ranking member of the free cities which would pretty much disrupt the power structure in in king's landing and the grand maester's like yeah this is what we have been trying to avoid and why you need to go ahead and get your daughter to marry sir Lanar valerian so that we can finally reunite these two great houses as it should have been so that we can stand united and firm against any other particular threat particularly that of the free cities yeah because if their power bases their naval bases would basically cause a serious threat to the the targaryen line and they would be forced to make a certain similar alliance somewhere and that's probably going to cause even more of a rift so he decides to finally meet with his daughter he does argue with allison like you're a little blind to to renera she's not innocent and shit yeah my brother may be who he is but my daughter is who she is and he brings her to his room where she sees the ever-expanding he's been working on that shit a while looks amazing of what he imagines is that old valeria and there is a knife in the flame she goes to touch it he tells her what's on the knife about the uh the great king the son of the great king to be born for that will bring the 
the fire and ice you guys know what it was more than i do <laughs> at least the exact words and he tries to get her to understand that the legacy that comes with the throne is far bigger than me you uh it's for the greater of this kingdom you need to stop being so fuckingly self-interested and need to start understanding what your place is i am going to marry you to sir Lenor valerian she's like i am your political uh just uh you're gonna pawn me off your get rid of your political headache or something he's like you are my political headache ow i would think after renera sees how even the people are not prepared and she made that statement with well they don't get a choice in what i what what i'm gonna do and he's like yeah that's not how it works bitch <laughs> um and he's he's i would think that she would be a little bit more like okay i need to really strengthen my claim here because nobody is on my side besides my father who wants me to be heir and he says jacarius would have disinherited you and then she's like, what, you gonna put Aegon on the throne? You've reached your limit on talking. Shut the fuck up. And finally, Viserys made a decision that actually was smart. He's like, I'm not about to throw a scandal out here. I'm gonna hush up this fucking business with Damon. You're gonna do your damn duty. And because I now it now I have to double down on you <laughs> and clean up your mess because you know it it doesn't look good to show the throne weakened so now i have to to stay with my choice i can't disinherit you because that's that's not good for the realm so she agrees to do her duty but she says i think that you need to get rid of sir otto because he has been manipulating you for his own personal gain and you fucking know it and it's about time that you got rid of the person that wants Aegon on the throne the most and would be the one that caused the most issue and push that issue on you and you know it he also says that or she also made that comment which is always the comment if I were a man I could do what I want but you're not you're a woman I'm gonna talk out of both sides of my mouth because I see it from both ways. On one hand, you know, you are coming, you want you want change to happen. You want to be given your agency as a female to do exactly what the males would do, but you're not you don't have the power base to do that. You need to be queen and then want to talk about you know you need to build up your uh you think everyone bending the knee to you like everybody's talking treason you can't just that's not how you solve your issues once again bread get more with honey than with vinegar but on the other side she feels as a princess she does have that type of power i did enjoy at the end of the episode otto finally getting what he had coming to him because she's absolutely correct and I appreciate that Viserys has been, and it, but it was a little weird. I will say, why? How did you all of a sudden start thinking about the fact that your father died five days prior to him being announced as Hand of the King, and you wondering, did you kill him? Bruh, you're looking real sussy over there. Honestly, if that was ever a question in my mind, that's when I know you had to go maybe he's been sulking on it for a, a really long time now maybe since that wedding when he said let's marry brother and sister that maybe he was thinking oh, okay now i see you for what you are because it did seem as if he was a little bit more cautious than normal when damon showed up and it did feel that he didn't openly as he did prior be gleefully telling the king and the king did ac accuse him in that moment like this feels like a setup to not only destroy Damon, but also destroy, like I have to choose between who I'm going to decide to side with in this particular scandal. Because if everyone thinks that she's damaged goods, then no one's going to want her to be queen. And that works out perfectly well for you because you've been wanting your son to be king. And I also know that I will never get over Emma's death. But 
your daughter was very conveniently there to get me through the worst of my grief and he goes what do you mean she loves you and you love her liar liar whore liar whore and you know it i'm pretty sure ama did not respond the same way in bed with her husband <laughs> a whore would respond with far more enthusiasm talking about she loves you in the and not in the same way not even close i love her like a good person like a good wife for the wife that she is and for the support she gives me but i don't love her as a person and you know that and you don't give a fuck about that and that's sad so very sad and he also keeps bringing up that it was only five days <laughs> before he got went from being absolutely no one to being the second most powerful man in the realm and i know that you have self-interest and personal gain and thus i need to remove this pen he's like you taught me everything i needed or everything it was to be a king which means you did a piss poor job but also no i can't trust you not anymore and that i think that's been true for quite some time and i think he finally when he was finally confronted by what renera said he couldn't no longer ignore the truth and she just agreed to do what he told her to do and that's half the damn battle because he know he could have just said you're marrying him and renera could have been renera <laughs> so that is how we end the episode actually no we end it with the king having the grandmaster melos i believe come to renera's room and give her some basically abortion tea welcome to the rice fields motherfucker she don't look affronted girl you better be glad that he's looking out for you because <laughs> you go into somebody's uh marriage bed falsely talking about you got a hymen and you don't and i don't believe for five seconds that you fucked sir Kristen cole once and that you don't plan on doing it again up until said wedding night until you can't no more and then damon just put it in your head that after you're married you can have sex with whoever you want so we do not have any feedback this week we did have a brief discussion offline shy is disgusted of course <laughs> she said everything else was good but that part she's having a hard time with this is her first rodeo into any type of thrones so i get it for us seasoned folks incest is not even like we we all either you know it's wrong and you're just like whatever or you're actively supporting it and you're like whatever or you're just like this is just part of the story and it's disgusting and i hope these people suffer for this terrible terrible tragedy i feel bad for the children every time i keep i will never not say that because i feel as if those are the ones that suffer the two people fucking each other don't suffer it's the genetically fucked up children they gotta go through life because of y'all's mistakes or political dealings or lust whatever the case may be so we're gonna jump into a brief spoiler section and i want to listen to this uh part of the podcast i will see you next week don't forget to like share and subscribe until next time peace hair grease black or magic let's get into it spoilers 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 Missaria seems to have made her way being a spy fairly quickly because we didn't go through the she was actually pregnant lost the baby on the boat and all that jazz that was rather i thought i thought it was really weird that she was already associated with and then that also gives me a thought like well was she always affiliated with him with a uh, auto or is that something that she after that whole fiasco and he went to driftmark and left her after she gave up everything and went with him that she felt betrayed even though she has some lingering loyalty but i don't even know if that's true loyalty it's more like yeah you still want to fuck me <laughs> oh but i will not have you calling me a whore i really don't like this character i mm, i'm wondering how she makes her way to she has to make her way since she's still close to prince damon to renera after otto now that otto is out of power she's probably out of power but i think she may be a little bit more like 
Viserys than Littlefinger. Speaking of other shit, I was surprised that Otto was was kicked out by the king in the way he was because I do think in the books wasn't it his continued insistence really of no Aegon needs to be on the throne, Aegon needs to be on the throne, Aegon needs to be on the throne, and then the other council members being like this power hungry motherfucker <laughs> is clearly using his place in society to gain all the shit and making his side richer. And that's when he got dethroned instead of the king being like, being told by his daughter to do so. Uh, what's the other thing that was, so the way in which the whole Damon and Renera thing played out differently, because I feel in the books, it was, Damon actually took her virginity, right? And it was more of a, he led her. Now I can see why that's the case, because I'm guessing after he's kicked out of the realm all blame is put on damon because that's where renera puts it like oh he tried to seduce her you know he tried to take her virginity whatever there's going to be out there many people are going to think that he took her virginity anyway um but it doesn't have any culpability for renera in that scenario and it does feel they made damon more predatory versus him opportunistic i don't know if some people feel it well i felt also that Renera was younger right wasn't she 14 at the yeah there, there's some time difference and age difference between these characters they don't go into how old Damon is in the show or I feel like in the book so someone tell me that because I don't remember I do Craig Hall though <laughs> which is why I laughed at that scene in the garden that there was rumors that damon had deflowered alisane and clearly that <laughs> that was some rumors that never actually occurred <laughs> so that that brings more precedent to the idea that she really um or that damon was very demonized in the portrayal of ice and fire uh dance of the dragons i should say as being far more aggressive chaotic yes he's all of those things but that's what his brother says i think he takes those but then he also says that he's not ambitious which is clearly you know i think his, his brother sees him through a certain tinted lens when he talks about him and i think that colors everything because like he's someone who enjoys killing yeah he enjoys spending time in brothels and being among the streets it seems more so you know that he's got that princely thing but he rather prefers being with the common people there's something to that that speaks more about prince damon and the fact that he wanted to go out and actually put some of the things that he learned to test but it doesn't excuse or try to excuse any of his own bad behavior and i like that but he's definitely not someone chopping people's hands off and enjoying it and rather sadistic i haven't gotten that 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 uh read off of him doesn't mean that he won't eventually turn so in the show if they choose to do so but i don't think that they want to i think they want to play it very close to the jamie lannister that everybody loves so much and make him more of yes he's doing all these things but here's here's an understanding of these things uh, and he definitely was left out to dry in regards to like you could be tempted into temptation but you also don't need to be i mean everybody gets tempted it's your job to say no <laughs> so uh the the whole thing with the bottle of the abortion tea oh that shit was hilarious but i feel like that's uh setting things up because sir Kristen cole i don't feel wasn't she fucking harwin strong so i think putting sir Kristen cole in it and if she ends up being pregnant with his child which we know all of her children were bastards because lenore lenore is gay so i think that that is a nice twist in the story uh you know considering where his allegiances lie uh particularly in the beginning of the dance of the dragons which is with the greens i was very surprised that alisane did not wear green in this episode i really like the red and black 
but i expected at some point to see her in green and we probably will but yeah i love the way they're setting up all the things that are to come but they they are dismissing some things from the book as absolute bullshit didn't happen that way and then they're also putting in the more juicier tidbits but with just a a little bit of a twist on the motivations of the people involved so that's all i got for this episode if you want to send feedback blackercouch at gmail.com once again you can like share subscribe my social media will be below until next time peace hair grease and black girl magic